Hi y'all, welcome to the craft table. I'm Tori. This is the second episode of the craft table podcast. I just wanted to give everyone an update. I had mentioned in the previous episode that I might set up an email or something. I actually did. If you want to reach me, you can email the craft table podcast at gmail.com. And that is completely spelled out. And I also created a Instagram where I'll post when I update the podcast and some photos of what I mention in the podcast if you're interested in that. And that is the Craft Table Podcast at Instagram. So with that out of the way, I just wanted to apologize for any noise banging in the background you might hear that isn't my spinning wheel. There is some construction going on that I was not expecting since I'm recording right now on the weekend, but unfortunately, I live in a, not unfortunately, I really love my home. Uh, This is my first home that I've purchased, and I just feel so grateful to have it, and I love it. I've only been living in southern Jersey for, um... I'd say we're a little over a year now. Uh, (laughs) If you're not aware, we're currently in a pandemic. It's 2021. And I had the joy of purchasing my first ever home in April of 2020. And just as the pandemic hit, and that was a bit of a nightmare. But it's okay. I love my home. It's a twin, or what people here in the Northeast call a twin. Back home, I'd call it a duplex, but that's neither here nor there. (laughs) Um, But the other half of it was empty for a really long time. I live in an older neighborhood, so I think I'm the youngest one here. And um, I think the individual who owned the home, the other half of my house, um had passed away and their child received it and then they didn't keep it so now unfortunately a flipper has purchased it and the home needs a lot of work thankfully ours did not and I just fell in love with it but so it needs a lot of work and with that being said there's been a lot of construction and I was hoping that there wouldn't be any on Sunday but here we are long story short I'm sorry if you hear anything other than my spinning wheel. It's a little out of my control, and I hope it's not too much of a bother. I'm trying to record at a time where maybe they're on lunch or something so that I can minimize the sound. But with that being said, I'm recording early because I had totally forgotten that it was Rhinebeck next week. And if you don't know what Rhinebeck is, it's a, I think I mentioned it, in my first podcast, but it is a, um, it's technically called the New York Sheep and Wool Festival, and, but everybody in the knitting community calls it Rhinebeck. I went for my first time in 2019 with my now husband. We went as, like, a little vacation together, and I was overwhelmed. I I don't like big crowds. I don't do well in big crowds. 
and I had gone on Saturday, which is the popular day, I guess you would say, for knitters, podcasters, people in the knitting industry. And it's really busy because everyone is there to meet people, to visit, to have meetups, to share, um, to show off their sweaters, and to share kind of like these big knit-alongs. And I had not fully been aware of what Rhinebeck was or what it meant to people, which is fine. That's totally fine. I was excited, though, because it was beautiful. It's October. I had gone to Maryland sheep and wool at that point, and also New Jersey sheep and wool at that point, and I had loved it. I was like, oh, this will be great. Everyone speaks so highly of Rhinebeck, my knitting group I'm a part of. We currently haven't been able to meet in person because of the pandemic. But at the time, when we were meeting in person, they had mentioned Rhinebeck. And they were all so excited for Rhinebeck. And they were like, do you want to come with us? Do you want to travel with us? And at that point, I had already bought a ticket. Or not bought a ticket, but I had already paid for the Airbnb that my husband and I were going to be staying in. And I would already kind of like set up my schedule. I was still doing my master's program. So I kind of needed a quiet space to work when we weren't out and about. But I still met up with them there and hung out. With that being said, I kind of had this, I, I had a slight inkling of what this would mean. I did not realize how crazy it would be. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Farmers and small businesses are getting so much attention and love. That's amazing. I love it. I'm a big proponent of agriculture, which is why, probably why I made this podcast. I come from a farming background, not sheep, ranching, but I have a great love for agriculture. So I think it's an amazing thing, but I was not, I think, I know, I was not fully prepared (laughs) for what Ryan Beck is. And it was overwhelming, and I went on the busiest day. I didn't really buy anything. I didn't look at anything. I waited in line for two hours for those wonderful donuts and apple cider, which I'm not a fan of apple cider, but I will say the best apple cider I've had so far has come from Rhinebeck. So I am looking forward to that this year. But I was whooped and ready to go home at 2 o'clock on Saturday. And we actually did drive home that day because we needed to be at work Monday. And it was nice to have a day where we could go home and pick up our kids or three or well, we have three now, but our two babies, uh, MJ and Maggie, my little pitties, my pretty pitties. You might hear them. I have one sleeping in front of me, kind of moving around and getting comfortable. Uh, so I kind of like didn't enjoy running back. I thought it was too busy. I was a little overwhelmed. I wasn't fully prepared. I'd already bought all that I wanted that weekend at Indian Tangled because I'd made a plan for sweaters and gotten my yarn already. The only thing that I got there was a beautiful set of glass needles. And my husband, he ended up buying quite a bit because he also really likes alpaca. And that's hard to get at the local yarn shops because it's not something that the yarn shops here tend to carry. And so he'd gotten some farm yarn alpaca and was very happy. 
So I said that I wasn't going to go again. And this was before I had <laughs> before I had dived into the joy of spinning and the world of spinning. With so with that new perspective, I'm actually kind of looking forward to going to Rhinebeck. I bought my ticket for Sunday. I kind of know what to expect. And I do know because of the pandemic, not a lot of people will be traveling. I'm not staying overnight or going up there. I'm just driving up for the day. Because it's within driving distance. It's a little long. But I, like I said, I'm from Texas. So <laughs> driving a distance isn't an issue. So um, I will be driving up there with my husband on Sunday, which is a quieter day. It's supposed to be a small, I'm assuming it's supposed to be a little bit smaller than previous years because you had to buy your tickets in advance and you can only go on the day that the ticket you bought. And so I'm hoping with that being said, it won't be as overwhelming and I can kind of enjoy it a little bit better. And I'm actually going with a different plan. I really... I'm going with a spinning perspective, I guess you could say. I have already kind of watched some videos, listened to some podcasts, heard about the fleece sale for Rhinebeck, and I'm curious. I haven't done a fleece sale in person. I bought my fleece that I'm currently spinning right now at the wheel, at my Asher Traditional Single Drive Wheel from Nistock Farms online at Maryland Sheep and Wall, virtually. So I haven't actually gone in person before and at the New Jersey Sheep and Wool I didn't go to any fleece sales or barns or anything like that. I am pretty dedicated on spinning up this I'm not sure if I told everyone last episode but it is a very 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 faded CVM Ramboulet Corydale Cross fleece, half fleece. And it was labeled as Morit, but it's actually a, like, dirty cream, which I don't mind. I'm thinking of dyeing it. I don't mind. I'm really enjoying it and the process. But with that being said, I kind of want to buy, and I'm, (laughs) I want to say I'm getting close to finishing it, but it seems like the fleece is only growing every time I pull more out to card with my hand carders. (laughs) So I don't know if I'm really getting close to being done. But I am getting close to having enough for a sweater that I have planned. And so I kind of really want to shop around for another, maybe half fleece or a fleece, at the fleece sale, the fleece barn. I think that would be a great first time experience. I kind of know what I want. I want to look for a BFL oatmeal or non-white fleece. I don't know what it's going to look like because I'll be going on Sunday. So, and I know it starts Saturday. So I might be missing out on prime fleeces, but that's okay with me. I am just really enjoying the process and learning, and I'm going to share that learning with you as it progresses. But I am looking forward to it. And if I don't get a fleece, it's okay. I have a small budget this year. Being a first-time homeowner and the pandemic has not been kind to my wallet. So I can't go crazy like I did my first year at Rainback. And I didn't even browse last year virtually. So I have a very small budget. And if I can't find a fleece, 
that's fine. I'll probably browse at other small shops with spinning in mind. So maybe some tools or accessories for my wheel, something like that. So in the end, I do have a very different perspective than I did the first time I went. And I'm hoping with that different perspective, the quieter day, the fact that everyone has to buy tickets before attending and an emphasis on social distancing and keeping safe, that it'll be a more enjoyable experience for me. I also am really looking forward to petting all the sheep. I love sheep and I, they're all so sweet. And I'm definitely a big fan of the sheep conservancy, the sheep li- slash livestock displays because there's also alpacas and llamas that are on display and goats. Can't forget the goats. So it'll be really nice. Aside from Rhinebeck, I do want to share that, like I said before, I am getting pretty far along on spinning my fleece. I keep carding as I empty my cute little basket that I have to make more Rolags and refill the basket. I filled one of my three bobbins last night and I'm now working on my second bobbin as we speak. I'm doing a traditional three-ply so I have to fill three bobbins. I'm going pretty thin drafting wise because I want a three-ply fingering which I have achieved so I'm really excited. This, this is I'm not sure if it's like necessarily the softest uh, three-ply fingering weight like you can get from hand-dyed businesses or commercially but it's definitely more of like a workhorse three-ply fingering, which I appreciate and look forward to because I am a cardigan fiend and I don't like it when my sweaters pill with, with just a couple uses. So I'm hoping that this will help prevent some pilling and kind of keep the sweater lasting a little bit longer because I do intend to sneak a cardigan with this yarn. And so I have right now four skeins with some samples, which I'm going to try and see how I want to dye them. But in total, I definitely have, hmm, I'd say about, give or take, 150 yards per skein. And I probably need... 2,000 yards. I wouldn't say I'm halfway, but I am definitely closer than like maybe when maybe when I first started learning and figuring out how this works. I've been getting roughly two skeins per three-ply um, setup because What's happening is that my when I'm traditionally three-plying these tiny singles together, they're not all fitting onto one bobbin, so I'm having to do two full bobbins per traditional three-ply, which is fine to me. I don't mind that. I'm not a big, I'm not picky. I'm just happy to be learning and figuring this out. So I probably have quite a few more <laughs> as single three ply single three bobbins to go and like I said I don't mind 
been listening to a lot of really good podcasts, watching some YouTube videos and movies and docu-series and anime while doing this, and it's been really comforting and enjoyable. And I think last episode, I incorrectly said that I was combing this fleece. I am carding, and I'm doing a woolen prep. I just wanted to clarify while I'm talking about this that that is what I'm doing. I think I might have possibly confused everything during my first episode, and I just wanted to clear that up so that because it's worsted and combing and <laughs> all of those things mean very different types of yarn. And I think it's important that I clarify what I'm doing. So that's that for the fleece. If you have any questions, please feel free to like message me on Instagram for the, I think I have set up a Q&A on every episode on Spotify. So feel free to like ask a question in that Q&A if you don't want to email me or reach out to me on Instagram. I'm happy to explain or take photos and share with y'all how I'm prepping, carding, and spinning this fleece. I think it's a really great learning experience, and there are some really great resources online, but they can be hard to find and maybe not exactly what you're looking for. So I'm happy to contribute to that side of the internet if you have questions. But aside from my fleece I haven't really been doing much else it's been keeping me very focused I recently started a coding boot camp so my free time has definitely shrunk a little bit so when I do have some free time I've just been spinning but I did do a gauge swatch for the Nordiska like I mentioned in last episode I'm loving the way it looks. I did share a photo on Instagram, so if you're curious about what it looks like and what colors, um, it's there. You can you can take a peek. But I'm really enjoying it. I think it's a beautiful swatch. I just have to get up the nerve to wind up all three of my skeins and start. I'm nervous, but I love the fiber, which is from Spin Delicious who I highly recommend you look at if you have the cash. She's back to dyeing for the year. She took the summer off, so every Friday she has a shop update. It goes very, very fast. So if you're curious, definitely try to get there exactly at 12 p.m. Eastern to uh, peep some of the braids that she has. And she's got a great assortment every, every week with some beautiful colors. And I did, she is tagged in the photo that I posted of my Nordiska swatch. So you can go there on my Instagram page to find her Instagram page, which I think has just been delicious. But I do not have that off the top of my head. So feel free to check my Instagram if you're curious about her shop, which again, super recommend. And it's definitely made the excitement of the Nordiska sweater that I have planned a lot higher than if I had just bought commercial yarn for it. So I did, I, I'm nervous. I don't really have time for it. And I kind of want to sit down and really focus on 
casting on for that sweater when I do have the time. I just have to get the courage, which might take a little bit. But I do really love it. It's just such the yarn I made. Might not be ideal or the best that I've ever made, but I adore it. It's beautiful. It's soft. The drape is great. I'm not mad about the way the stitch definition looks because it is a single ply. And I think it'll make a really beautiful main color. I just have to I just have to cast it on. So I don't know if I'll have that casted on the next time I talk to you. I kind of doubt it because I'll be the one driving up to Rhinebeck next weekend. So I won't be able to really knit. Um, and in fact, the only knitting I've been doing is using some commercial yarn that I have to make a Ginny sweater from Andrea Mallory, a cardigan sweater. So I'm not even really knitting with hand spun at the moment. I'm just making it. But regardless of if it's hand spun or not, although I am really excited about hand spun, I'd love to hear about what you're knitting, what you're working on. If you're going to go to Rhinebeck or if you have any plans for shopping online, I know there's quite a few events and vendors still going virtual because of traveling. And like I said, we are in a pandemic, and so some people aren't fully comfortable with going out, which is totally fine, and I think that's a great way to stay safe if there's any concern, because there is some risk to going out and doing things. It might be less if you're vaccinated. It is less if you're vaccinated and masked and stay safe, but there is still a risk, so I totally get it. Um, so if you're not going in person, totally cool too. And if you're not gonna, if you're not able to shop this year, also totally cool and fine. But I'd love to hear if you are, kind of what you hope to do, if there's any booths that you'll be stopping at or any plans you have. And if you are going to be doing like Indian Tangled or Woolen Folk, or I think there's another one called Cake Palooza or something like that. I'm not sure, I'm not going up prior to the weekend, but there are quite a few pre-game events. So I'd love to hear what you have planned. You can send me an email, respond to the little question I have posted on Spotify underneath the episode description, or you can email me. That's it for now. I don't really have anything else to share with y'all. Hopefully I'll have a little bit more to share with you next week after I've gotten to Rhinebeck and maybe or maybe not purchased <laughs> my second fleece. But regardless, hopefully I'll have more to share with you and learn together with you. And I hope you have a wonderful week. You enjoy some fall weather if that's your thing. And that you, if you're going to Rhinebeck, that you have safe travels and enjoy your time there. Thanks, guys.